Hey, it's John Williams. If your home struggled to stay warm this winter, then you know it's going to be hot this summer. Maybe it's those old leaky windows and doors. Call Next Door and Window, the company we hired. Right now, you'll get buy one, get one 30% off, plus 18 months of interest-free financing. So call 1-800-NEXT-DOOR right now. That's 1-800-NEXT-DOOR or go to 1-800-NEXTDOOR.COM. Podcasts. It's like radio. But it's not on the radio. We got to reset. We laid the foundation, and it's going to be uh, up to Ryan and myself to find those missing pieces, add some depth. Max strips it! My oh my! Khalil Mack, he is unbelievable! WGN Radio presents Hogan Johns. Eddie Jackson for the fifth time in his young career has a touchdown. With WGN's Adam Hogue. Are you ready? From the athletic, Adam Johns. What's up, everybody? Tearing it up. Here they are, the Adams, Hogan Johns. Bears. What's up? Welcome in. Our second episode of the week. It's that time of year. I'm tired. <laughs> we, we talked about that on Tuesday. I know. We complained about that. I, yeah. I think everybody gets it by now. Yes. Um, well, you can get a nap in before we go to Decatur. <laughs> Don't remind me. How far is the gear? Like three and a half hours? It's too far. Oh, gosh. Yeah, it's like three and a half hours away. Ah, we complained about that last episode, too, I believe. I realized when I looked it up, like I'm like, this is about as far as when I have to drive to Iowa City. I thought about stopping in Bourbon A. It's on the way. We'll just stop at DJ's? Yes. We can stop there on the way home. Yeah. Uh, it's okay. It is what it is. I know a lot of reporters aren't happy about it. Uh, I'm bemoaning the fact, too, but... It is what it is. The Bears are from there. 100 years. You knew something was coming. They were there for like five days. <laughs> it was a year. It was a year. The Staley's. Decatur Staley's. All right. Well, it'll all start there and build up to September 5th. Bears and Packers. Thursday night. It's got to be the most hyped game in like the history of... We haven't start- I-, I feel like we haven't started the hype process on it yet, though. I have in my head. Yeah? What are you hyping yourself up for? What do you mean we haven't started the hype pro- We We, we have, have not a, even... Uh, we yeah. have a live podcast the night before at Houndstooth. It's true. That it's we've already true. announced. Yeah. That's part of the hype. I know. We We're just hi- haven't talked about the game. Okay, fine. You, well, you win. You win. Well, you ready to break down the... Uh, I'm not. Your prediction? I'm not. I'm not. You want to make prediction? a prediction? Let's do it. You better lock it up. You better lock it up. No, you lock it up. You lock it up. Lock it up. Lock it up. Fine, I do have a prediction. I'll lock in a Bears win right now. I was going to lock in a Bears win, too. I was okay. going to well, say. You better lock it up. Okay. You better lock it up. No, you lock it up. You lock it up. Lock it up. Lock it up. There you have it, folks. One and all. All right. We'll talk to you in week two. Yep. See ya. Now, we're here for a defensive preview. Hope you enjoyed our offensive preview earlier in the week. And uh, we're just not going to preview the kickers because nobody wants to do that. What is it, a preview? We've been doing it for months. Sorry, I was sipping my coffee there. That's fine. Uh, you're tired, and we know it, and you need coffee. Well, I'm sick of the kickers. I am sick of the kicker conversation. Sick of the kickers. Sick of the kickers. Uh, follow us on Twitter, at Adam Hogue, at Adam Johns. Follow us. Uh, follow Joe Romano, at Joey Joro. He's still missing. I don't know where he went. Vacation? He actually told me he was going to Blackhawks prospect camp. I don't know. He, is he a player? Is he a <laughs> hockey player? I don't know. 
That's what he told me on Tuesday. Why he could, they need defensemen? Uh, he block a shot. He could be like Goldberg, the goalie. <laughs> what? Go straight to Goldberg. Why are you going to Goldberg? Because the goalie. Why not Adam Banks? He doesn't give me much of an Adam Banks vibe. <laughs> he gives you Goldberg, the 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 fart passing. Yeah. And and by the way, not the goalie vibe. Not, not the current Goldberg. That's like drugged a, out, methadic. Yes. And in jail but the, every other but day. The current, but the old Goldberg who gets in the limousine and farts immediately. That's the type of vibe that Joe Romano is giving you. Uh, yeah, it doesn't really fit either. Who's the kid that talks a lot? Oh. With the glasses. Joe doesn't talk a lot. Joe's no. actually pretty quiet. I know. What was his name, though? Oh, the cowboy? Yeah, not the cowboy. Oh, the yeah. First uh, one. Aberman. Aberman, yeah, yeah. Averman. 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 Averman, yeah. 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 And just and Jesse Smollett, Jesse Smollett, yes. That conversation can go in the ki- with the kicker conversation. Yes. yes. Goodbye. Yes. Enough of that. Yes. See ya. More alligator pop. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, we, we broke down him. What's he doing now? It's been like a week. He's. I don't know. Is he on the Today Show yet or not? No. Because I think he should be. Yes. He... That's actually the kind of crap they would do on that show. Yeah. <laughs> But they did that crap in the football season. That's right. Uh, read us at WGNRadio.com slash Bears, theathletic.com, or on the Athletic app. Subscribe. Apple Podcasts, Google Play, tune in, Spotify, search Hogan Johns. Please rate and review the podcast. We appreciate you doing that. We're going to be pumping these out now. That football is basically back, uh, at least for us. Football starts when camp starts. Yes. So uh, this year it starts in Decatur. No, yep. no comment. Yep. No comment. Yeah. All right. Uh, we're we're previewing the defense, and uh, it's a it's a good defense. The defense. That was my headline uh, in our last episode. This Bears team is pretty darn good, and uh, I was talking about how hard it was to come up with some of these, you know, players with, with most to gain, most to lose. It's we're, we're you know we're not talking about starters. It's just not that's not the case. Although I do have one guy who's in as a starter right now that I'm. You're cutting. Gonna, I'm not going to cut him. Okay. I don't have that type of power. Only Jeff Joniak has that type of power. Ooh. That's my running joke. Yes. That Jeff Joniak actually runs the team. Yeah, I mean, he's been there a long time. Although the fact now that they're getting good kind of goes against that argument. Like, ouch. <laughs> don't worry. He does not have enough time to listen to this podcast. Oh, yeah. You'd be me. surprised. I can't wait to see you <laughs> again. He's going to give you a little stick in the back. Uh, will he give me one of these 17 steak dinners he owes me? Oh, 17. It's at least three. At least three. And he'll actually admit that. Okay. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's start with this. As we talk about the Bears' defense, that um, overall, like, just being honest, it's going to be hard to live up to the expectations they set forward last season. They will still be damn good. But they're still going to be really, really good. Yes. I don't know if they'll be quite as dominant. Um, a lot of that, I think, will just come down to injuries. Mm-hmm. If they stay healthy, they should be. But they have plenty of guys that are still, and I think I think people forget like Roquan Smith should be really really good. Yeah. This year. Well, here's another factor: if the offense makes the improvements that it should, the defense should be more rested. They don't have to be under pressure to deliver as much turnovers as they did last year. Sometimes that could be a bad thing, though, mm-hmm. from a focus standpoint. Yeah. Man, well, come on, they're professionals. If they're if they're as good as we think they are. They can handle an extra two minutes of rest on the sideline. Sure. Yes. I mean, one of the underrated factors, like the 85 Bears, their offense with Walter Payton, that offensive line, 
They held onto the ball for an awful long time. Yeah, they could actually score. Yes. The yeah. defense came out, you know, Dan Hampton and the crew. Just saying, the offensive improvement should help the defense. And uh, I th- do think we're going to hear a lot, lot of this this year. I don't think that's going away. No. That seemed to be a thing that... I, I bet you it's louder. I bet you it's... I bet, there, I bet you there's more. Because you, you saw how organic it was last year. The booms and whatnot. It actually worked. The, the yes. Bear Raid siren worked. Bear Raid. I'm glad I'm in the press box where it's not quite as loud. But it actually did work. And that is a clean pick by Kurt Fuller. Kurt okay. Fuller should have a big year. Kurt Fuller should. Um, maybe he has the maybe he's the player with most to gain. Okay, if uh, Chris Myers can just say his name properly this year, <laughs> he can gain that. <laughs> Is that where we're starting? Yeah, players to gain. Player with most to gain on the defense. Go ahead. I'm going with another rookie. I know I said David Montgomery in the last episode for offense, but another guy who was good as a rookie during the offseason program was Duke Shelley. The guy was by the ball. An awful lot. Yeah. An awful lot. I think he needs to find a helmet that fits a bit better. This does the helmet look like it was a little off. Like it's too big? It's too big. Come on, Tony Medlin. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Let's go. But maybe that's the way he likes it. Uh, I think he's exceptional. Or was exceptional, I should say. Let's not get carried away. He was exceptional in the offseason program. Well, remember, like it got to the point where I actually asked Matt Nagy about it one day in one of those press conferences. Yes, like, like I was like, "Should we? Is it too early to read into this? Because yeah. he looks really he good, was breaking up a lot of pass." And Nagy immediately was like, "Yes, it's way too early. Yes, let's so, see how he looks like in Bourbon. Yes, but you know, we've seen players take their off-season program success, take it to training camp, and become starters. Eddie Jackson is the best example. You got Buster Screen here. Yeah. I'm just saying, do not be surprised if you see Duke Shelley." Push for playing time against Buster Screen. Yeah, I, I tr- that's the guy I also circled, and I'm struggling to come up with like a sec- second option just to be. What did you just say there? What you say, sex? Uh, maybe I don't know. Sexy. There you go. Maybe I said sexy. Another sexy option. The Bears' defense is sexy. Siesta. No. It's not a siesta. Um, Coming up with a second name here for this question kind of is a siesta because I can't come up with one. Yeah. Uh, um, I, mean, I mean, you could point to a lot of guys. Honestly, you could argue uh, Sherrick McManus has a lot to gain by switching to safety because I think it could help his roster spot. Yeah. yeah. If he can become a reliable backup safety in addition because – as we talk about these, as you talk about Duke Shelley, Duke Shelley's kind of taking his spot now as the backup nickel. He did, yes. So, Sherrick has a lot to gain by moving to safety and proving he can do that. But, I don't know, I think Shelley, at his point in his career, has more to gain because he could potentially become a starter yes. at that spot. So, here's what I'll do. I'll just move on to the the next thing, which is player that has the most to lose, because it kind of goes with this. Even though he hasn't played it down for the Bears yet, Buster Scree might have a lot to lose. Yeah. Because if Duke Shelley is this rookie phenom, granted he's a six-round pick, so maybe we should pump the brakes a little bit. Uh, but I don't know. I feel like the Bears think Duke's pretty good. And Well, they saw what we saw. It, it, look, a good day of practice can be a fluke, right? It can be. Mm-hmm. 
But to do that every single day that we were there open wise, what I, I, I honestly want to say that every single day that was open during the off season program, I saw Duke Shelley break up a pass or close to yeah. it, make an interception. He was around the ball an awful lot. You attack now. I know it's different. You have full pads on. The camp will be harder. I get all that. Maybe they'll test him a bit more, but he was good. We've seen players pass that I test before and continue to do good things in camp. And we talked about this in free agency. Like the, the trap everyone falls into during free agency is to just like immediately pencil these signings in as good players. And more times than not, the players don't work out. So, you know, I bring up Buster Screen as a guy who had a lot to lose, and then you're probably going, oh, he's just signed a three year, $16.5 million contract. So, uh, okay, yeah, well, what was Marcus Wheaton making? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He's a nice guy. We always say that. We bring him up. He was a very nice guy. <laughs> he said hi to us, pat us on the back. He was, he was, a, he was a great guy. Um, yeah, well, so I'm not saying Buster Screen's going to get cut or anything, but he could be losing playing time. If yeah. this rookie you know, starts to, to ball out, then you know, let's not forget, a lot of people with the Jets kind of said it was a no-brainer to let him go. Those are the guys I'm always kind of weary about, right? Yeah. But I also, and I said it at the time, I thought he would be, um, and same thing with HaHa Clinton Dix, I think these guys will be better in the Bears' defense just because there's so much and, and talent. And point I was just going to make, you're, you're inserting them into arguably the best defense in the league, which with potential for individual players to get even better. Yeah. That's the difference in terms of these free agent acquisitions as opposed to the best. You're not signing Antrol Roll to be a difference maker. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You're not signing Jarrell Freeman to be a difference maker. You're not signing Pernell McFree to be a difference maker. You're signing Buster Screen to fill a role in an outstanding defense. Right. Do you have a player with most to lose? Jonathan Bullard. Yeah. I think his roster spot's actually up for grabs. It kind of is. I mean, he, he was one guy. There weren't many disappointments to look at on the defense last year. But he was he was a guy who I probably last year would have said had the most to gain. He would have been a good answer for this question last year at this time. Um, and then he just never really gained it. Yeah. So now we're a year later. That gives you a lot to lose. Well, well I think Bilal Nichols is entrenched in that starting spot. Oh, yeah, he is. And then with uh, with the potential to be even better, and Roy Robertson Harris, I think has the arrow pointed up. Yes, still yes. Um, I don't know if a, an undrafted guy like a Jonathan Harris can, can push for that bullet roster spot. But what about Chuck Harris? I just like his name better. Chuck Harris. I like okay. Chuck better okay. than Jonathan. Okay, just name wise. Okay. The Harris brothers, not related, but sure. Yeah, they're coming. And let's not forget about Nick Williams. Yes, exactly. So, yeah, I, I think. Um, when you lose your starting job and your playing time starts to fluctuate, you're definitely on the bubble. That's where you're at with Jonathan Bullard. Third-round pick. It's not lived up to his, his quick twitch, fast step, quick burst. I'm trying to go back to what they used to say about him. We've seen it. Just not enough. Yeah. Just not enough. Uh, so that was a name I was going to bring up for on the bubble. Jonathan Bullard on the bubble. Mm-hmm. I think that's an easy yes. How about Roy Robertson Harris on the bubble? No. Well, I don't think so. No, no. I I, th- I think he's talk about a guy who's really grown into that position. Yeah. 
Well, that was like, the thing. Like, literally grown. Like, he physically up. has grown, yes. He and Bilal Nichols. Like, this time last year, Bullard was in as a starter. And then yes. those guys both... Nick Nichols became the starter because he was just so damn good. And then Roy Robinson-Harris was also good and passed yeah. up Bullard, at least in my opinion. Both those guys give you such a unique pass rush presence, too, in the, in the middle of the line. Yeah. Um, how about Nick Kwiatkowski? No. Okay. I don't know who's going to take his spot. Well, I, it's not going to be Iwe Beniwe. You don't think so? No. Okay. Then if you don't think so, then, well, then Iwe Beniwe is on the bubble, right? Because the inside linebacker position might be one where they only end up keeping three guys. Just because there's going to have to be a position somewhere where they're, they're really thin because they just, and I think safety might be a spot too. Yeah. Well, both those guys, Joel, you've been, oh gosh, I was doing so well. Iwe and Kwiatkowski are four-phase core special teamers. Yeah. But in terms of having your, like, who are you going to trust as a top reserve? Like, Danny Trevathan stayed healthy for the first time in his Bears tenure for a full season last year. Can he do it again? I don't know. But Nick Kwiatkowski has proven that he could be a serviceable, if not better than serviceable, replacement, filling guy for the Bears defense. But what if... And it's just a what if. What if Joel okay. very good, is also doing that behind the scenes? I think he needs to And improve. has a little bit more potential overall. Because I think we've all seen Kwiatkowski has a ceiling. I mean, yes. that, that was like no disrespect to him. But when he started game one against the Packers and then Roquan Smith got out there for a few plays and you were like... No, it was one play in a sack. Yeah, and it was like, um, yeah, that guy should be playing. That dude, the other guy, number 58. Um so, again, these are those hypotheticals. We haven't seen a whole lot of Iwe Beniwe. Right. But his name's fun to say. It is. It is. What about Isaiah Irving? Yes. They're a little thin at a uh, pass rusher. Yes. I'm, yeah. I should say outside linebacker because they have other pass rushers on the line. But that's why, I mean, Khalil Mack, Leonard Florida, obviously your starters. You re-signed Aaron Lynch, which I think was a good signing just from a depth purpose. But, I don't know, Isaiah Irving, Kylie Fitz, are any of these guys... Chuck Harris. There's your Harris. Chucky. Chuck Harris. Matt, Matt, Matt Chubetz. I'm trying to do that. Matt 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 Chubetz. Not Matt Chubetz. Matt Chubetz. Oh, we're going to have a bunch of French Canadians calling us. Matt Betts. There you go. Matt Betts sounds like a South Side guy that, you know, grew up in... Mount Greenwood and, you know, wears White Sox hats. It's like a dozen White Sox hats. But it's not. It kind of does. Matt Betts. These guys are all kind of on the bubble. Yes. Can I give you my surprise cut then? Yes. Aaron Lynch. Why? Aaron Lynch. Okay, one. Didn't get the same type of deal he got last year. Okay. Wasn't a lot out there for him. But they let him test that market as well. Yeah. Vic Fangio did not sign him. He's coming off an injury. What does Chuck Pagano like in his outside linebackers? That's a good question. A lot of moving parts. Ted Monachino. Again. Yeah, there's new coaches yes. that you have to impress. So I always feel like that favors younger players because coaches, media, we, be, we become enamored with youth. Yeah. That does not help Aaron Lynch's status. I don't think it does. So... In terms of contributors of last year's defense, and he was an underrated part of last year's defense, I think Aaron Lynch, while not 
on the bubble per se could be a surprise cut this year if you see a Matt Betts, if you see a Chuck Harris, if you see an Isaiah Irving, if you see a Kylie Fitz make some significant improvements. Yeah, I agree with that. I also, I also though, was pretty happy overall with Aaron Lynch last season. That's fine, but again, different like, coaching staff, different players he's yeah. competing with. Okay, how about the safety spot? Because you got three names here. DeAndre Houston Carson, Deion Bush, and Sherrick McManus, who I'm now considering a safety. Let's let's rank their special teams important. They're not all going to make it. No. They're all good special teamers, but who's the best one? McManus. I think Sherrick is, even at his age. Okay, so you're, he, this is a special teams captain we're talking mm-hmm. about. Former but he needs, whatever you want to call him. But he also needs to prove that he can actually be a reliable backup safety. Yes. But on that topic, I don't think DeAndre Houston Carson has proven that. No. I think Deion Bush... He's got the lead in that. Bush has. Yes. That's why I kind of think DHC might be the odd man out. Okay. Six-round pick from a couple years ago. But they do like him on special teams. Yeah. They like they love Sherrick McManus. Sherrick McManus has played for Levy Smith, Mark Trespin, John Fox... And now Matt Nagy, because he doesn't ask for much. He doesn't, he's not a, a gregarious personality. He right. just goes about, does his business, and he's damn good on special teams. This is going to be one that I probably just comes down to injuries. Yeah. Well, McManus has had injuries. DHC's yeah. had injuries. Even Deion Bush has had injuries. Yeah. Well, and that's what I'm saying. Like, this might just be a war of attrition in the preseason. Some of these guys are going to get hurt, some of them are going to be banged up a little bit. Personally, I would keep McManus. I would you, too. you get rid of Betty Cunningham. You get rid of Josh Bellamy. Now, I, I get that they're all different in terms of intangibles, but you need some old guys back there, right? I, I would also, and then I'd probably also keep Bush. Bush did a pretty decent job in that playoff game. Yeah, having to fill in for Eddie Jackson. That's not a. That's a. That's kind of a big deal, right? Yeah, it's not easy. Not easy. Um, ideally, though, Eddie Jackson stays healthy. Ideally. Ideally, everybody stays healthy. They kind of knocked Eddie Jackson in the the durability ranking and the Madden ranking. Oh, I saw that. Because like, he just got hurt at the end of the year? So when did the Bears record that video? Again, so the Bear, so the Madden rankings came out like a week ago. Yeah, the teams had them a while ago. Yeah, so Chase Daniel kind of introduced it or, or presented it, presented it. Because that was at least at minicamp. Yeah, yeah, that was a long time ago. Presented it to the players, and Eddie Jackson got a, what, like a 65 in durability or something, something like, like that? that? Not good. That's fair. And he was, like, he was like, I tough. Was it toughness? It He's was like, toughness. I played 16 games coming off a broken leg. What do you want me to do? Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tariq Cohen also had a good point with Patrick Scales. Would Scales get a 39? Yeah, or whatever overall. Yeah, and three Cohen was like, "You're in the NFL. How do you get a 39?" Yeah, like it should be. Yeah, Akeem Hicks got an 87. Yeah, they they really need to shut down the entire game. Yeah, over that. <laughs> I I don't understand how that guy just. Do people not watch the film? Yeah, he's so good. Yes, and he keeps getting better. Yes, but. I will also say the best thing for that guy is to have a chip on his shoulder. Right. Yeah. So now he's got another thing. Well, Trubisky is 75. Mahomes is 97. He's the highest rated quarterback. Look, with all due respect to what Patrick Mahomes did last year, he was phenomenal. 
It's a one season. Yeah, I know. I was going to say the same thing. Are we really making that conclusion that he's the best quarterback in the NFL? We shouldn't. He might be. But don't you have to prove it a little bit more? More than one year. Although I will say, like, I kept having that go through my head last season, and then he just kept being so damn good every week. Well, I get that. We had some bad games, though. Yeah, you had some not as good games. I, I, I don't like arguing about matter rankings because I think they're kind of silly, but they're very important to players. Yeah, they do care Cause they, about Because they've grown up playing these games. Yeah. They do care about Well, them. and that was in that video that the Bears put out. Allen Robinson's big thing was like, make sure you update these every week. Yeah. Like, they're still playing it every week. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. Absolutely. I haven't played Madden in probably 10 or 12 years. Let me tell you something about Madden. I used to be pretty darn good at it. But when we did our first fantasy draft ever amongst my group of friends in Your first school, fanny draft? Fanny draft, yes. Okay. Our, our first fanny. Our fanny fantasy draft. I mean, fanny draft sounds borderline illegal. <laughs> Could be. Our first fantasy football draft, Adam. Actually, my feet are very ticklish. Gross. Our first fantasy football draft ever in high school. I had a buddy who came prepared to the fantasy draft with the Madden rankings for his selections. Right? He had, he had sheets of paper, loose leaf paper. You know, so who was back to like Sean Alexander, Priest Holmes, right? Like ninety four, whatever. <laughs> Priest Holmes, and then, <laughs> what a name! Yeah. And that's how he did his fantasy draft. So let me tell you about everybody overreacting and and using because people are doing this on Twitter, using the Madden rankings to overvalue certain players on certain rosters. Adrian Amos, my buddy, finished second to last that year. Don't do it. It's just a video game. Also, what was Trubisky's ranking? 75? 75. And Mahomes was 97? Yes. There's not that big of a gap between those two players. I think Deshaun Watson was like an 84 or something like that. I don't understand that. Trubisky was at least as good as Watson last year. Maybe better. So much of this is still... I think Baker Mayfield was above Carson Wentz. Oh, my God. (laughs) What are people watching? The games are on TV, people. Have you seen those people? I've seen them out. They have like the Madden t-shirts on, and they come out, and like they're just there. They're present. I saw them at the Pro Bowl. Oh, like the people that do the rankings? Yes. Yeah. Here's some advice for those people. Do everything in your power not to come across Akeem Hicks. This is just for your own safety. <laughs> All right? Yeah, right. would you say like he needs another chip? There you he go. may actually turn into a literal bear. Yes, literally, if he sees you, and he would have every right to do that. If he could, it'd be pretty yeah. sweet. I think Adrian Amos was a ninety-one. No, he was an eighty-seven. He was up there. Was he really? Let's see. I'll get it. I'll get it. Eddie Jackson was a ninety-one. Like right there again, you compare the two. Play- there are four points. Difference between those two players? What are you watching? And I said this last year. Khalil Mack, and I think he got a 99. Okay, well-deserved. There is not that big of a gap between Khalil Mack and Akeem Hicks. And that's not a knock at Mack at all. It's a, it's a compliment to Akeem Hicks. If you watched the film last year, Akeem Hicks was, in my opinion, right up there with Mack. That's how good he was. That's how good his film was last year. So... I think Hicks should have at least been a 95. 
Adrian Amos was an 87. Is an 87. Gotta get rid of this game. Holy Moses. Danny Trevathan is an 80. Yeah, see, Trevathan should be like an 85. This is a stupid conversation. It kind of is. I don't know why we're having it, especially because this was like a while ago. This was like a few, at least a few days ago that this was a big, big deal. But you know what? They they do a good job of exploiting the dead period of football. Yes, and getting all this they stuff. They got to come people out. talking, and you almost have to like rank people low just because you get the dialogue going or astronomically high. It works. All right. Um, can I just give a couple final thoughts on training camp okay. before we get out of here? Uh, here's here's some players I'm just like personally looking forward to seeing. How about that? Like what they're actually doing on the field. And this may end up bleeding into the offense a little bit too. I, well, I mean, obviously Mitch. You know, Steve, I was impressed just in OTAs how much command he seemed to have over the offense. He seemed more confident going through his reads and things like that. So, um, I'll be interested to see that with the crowd around. The pads will be on. They'll simulate more of how it's like in a game a little bit than than a lot of these OTA practices, which were kind of like walkthroughs. So that'll be that'll be interesting to to watch. Um, I'd like to see Leonard Floyd still. You know, let's see how what he looks like, and once the pads are on and one on one drills, does he have new moves in his arsenal? Because I still think that kid has untapped potential. And now he's locked up for the fifth year. Make a lot of money in that fifth year. Yes, he will. Um, so he still, to live up to that money, needs to get better. But I do think he took a significant step forward last year. I want to see David Montgomery in pads. Like we, like I said earlier this week, I think he had a really good offseason program. Mm-hmm. I think the Bears are really excited to see him in pads because we know about his, his ability to break tackles. I know there won't be a lot of hitting. There'll be some hitting. I want to see what he can do. And I want to see this right receiver battle yeah. play out. There's a lot of them, man. A lot of them. Good ones, too. Yeah, Riley Ridley will be fun to watch in training camp. God, we forgot to talk about him last week. Not really. Because he's kind of, to me, he's just sort of in the middle of like, a, he's. I think he's going to make the team. Well, yeah. And he's not really on the bubble. But he again, in terms of Taylor Gabriel. Oh, yeah. He's a guy who could take touches away from him. Tell you what, I'm not looking forward to watching in training camp. The kickers. Yeah. Although I am, I will find it entertaining from the standpoint of the fans will be watching the kickers. Yes. Yes. Can I say one thing? These kickers are going to make a lot of kicks. They're not missing like everything. Everybody. You know, they, they are making They're kicks. missing enough to make you worry because they're NFL kickers. Yes. Yes. But again, we but, saw Cody Parkey drill it down the center of the uprights and hit the the in the middle. I know, how ironic is that? But the, the the camera pull. Oh, yeah. Here's when I am looking forward to watching the kickers, though, for real. The preseason games. Yeah. To me, that that's really what will decide a lot. And I've mentioned this before, but I'm fascinated to see how Matt Nagy handles that because you can't always control getting your kickers opportunities right. in games. So you're going to have to take advantage of like the Bears may go zero and four in the preseason just because every time they get in the red zone they need to kick a field they're, they're goal. They're kicking field goals, but like that's that's probably the best thing for them to do. Yes, and um, so that'll be interesting to watch. Just as far as a general observation for those coming down to Bourbon A, 
Eddie Pinheiro has a stronger leg. He's less consistent. Eddie, um, Elliot Fry mm-hmm. is more mechanically sound. But every now and then, some of his, his, his longer kicks will be well short. And remember, so Adam, keep that in mind. Adam Johns is our resident kicking expert. You like that Benarski guy who was kicking sideways. Oh, I know. That's why you proved right away that you were a better evaluator of kickers than me. You, Finley, Fishbane. Guys, his kicks were spinning. That doesn't sideways. mean he wasn't fun to watch. Oh, he was a big I'm guy. all about the entertainment value here. <laughs> and you give me a long haired. He was like the lone wolf there. Guy like, named Ben. He, he did not talk to the rest of the kickers. He walked out in front of everybody. Yeah. He's like tweeting at us and stuff. That happened, yeah. That's, that's my guy. That's, that's for real, yeah. Yeah. I don't think he's been picked up yet, has he? No. No. No, he, he definitely has not been. I'm also looking forward to watching Khalil Mack in person mm-hmm. because we don't get to watch practices during the season, really. And in these OTAs, he's not wearing pads. So I can't wait to watch one-on-one drills with Mack in pads. And I'm, I'm guessing he'll get some days off. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And his practices might not be as grueling as some other players. You protect your investment, folks. Uh, the last thing you want is that guy going down in camp, yeah. right? We know what but he is. The limited opportunities where he's actually out there going 100% in a rep uh, against an offensive lineman with pads on, let's go. Yeah. It's all good for Bobby Massey. It's all good for Shot Coward. Have fun, though, fellas. Yeah, enjoy that. Enjoy that. You know, some other guys... You, you want to? I, I think Akeem Hicks has got to the point, and that's hard to hold him down because that guy just goes 100 percent every single rep. Uh, but you know, you got to keep these guys healthy too. Yeah, he's got a lot of veteran days coming, and it'll be fun to watch Roquan Smith because I really, really, really like him, and I think he is going to take a huge step forward in year two. And he was already superstar darn good. potential. I, I think so. I think so. I think he's got a good chance to be in the Pro Bowl this year. Um, and be that type of player for many years to come. So him, remember he didn't. He wasn't in camp last year. No, he showed up in uh, Denver, and he was still that good. Yes. So now he's got a full off season in an NFL program. He gets a real training camp. I think he can really take off. So I'm interested to watch watch him. Okay, should be fun. And will it be though? Football, man. Still bourbon. I'm actually looking forward to it. Yeah. I said this in our live episode a couple weeks ago, too. I look forward to it. I get excited about it. And then about a week goes by, and I can't wait for it to be over. And we'll have more details about a potential live show down there. Maybe, right? Yeah, we're working on On campus again? We're still working on that. But hopefully that does happen. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, I think, um, think, you you know, well done. It'd be well said. Thanks, John. I think this podcast was relatively well said, though. Yes. It's fun previewing this stuff. Offense, defense this week. Uh, Sunday is the big press conference in Decatur. 4 p.m., I believe. Uh, We may bring on somebody from the Decatur Tourism Bureau to uh, talk about lovely Decatur. And again, if you're listening to this and you're from Decatur or the nearby, I don't know, towns. Yeah. Tweet at us. We need places to eat. Hey, I did notice... When I looked up where this place was, like the Civic Center, wherever we're going, there is a town. Let me see if I can find it. I think it's called Bearsville. Bearsville. Like just to the northwest. Now it's not showing up. You dreamed it. 
Maybe I did. Let me see. Bear is there a bear Bearsdale? But the address still shows up as Decatur. So maybe it's not actually. Oh, there's a little small town, Bearsdale. I think there is a Bearsdale, Illinois. Maybe it's a neighborhood of Decatur. Maybe it's a neighborhood. Okay. But there's a Bearsdale Road. Okay. How about that? There we go. But they were the Staley's when they were in Decatur. Times change. So does that make sense or not? I don't know. Look at what this, was Jeff. you know kind of unusual about Brian was he kind of played like a monster man in New Mexico. All right, let's go. I got a pack for Decatur. Wait, how much are you packing? I'm like going down there for the day. <laughs> I'm just gonna go to Bourbon A and settle in. Just go right to Bourbon yeah, A. I just settle in. That's what the Bears are doing. I know. Yeah. The the Bears brass. That's why they're doing this. Anyone want to loan us a helicopter? We should charter a bus. I, can we charter a helicopter? It'll be faster. We could have fun on the bus. Do a podcast, get some pizzas. We can do that in a helicopter. Too, that would but. be a good way to do the podcast on the way home is if we were in a bus. Anybody wants to loan us a bus, you can come with us. I don't want a bus. I'm gonna like an RV. Yeah, like a go. like a, or a coach bus. Now we're talking. Maybe Joe Madden will like give us his bus. Like the Brandon Marshall, I'm going to downtown bus. And Brandon Marshall lived downtown when he lived here. Oh yeah, yeah, he had yeah. Chartered bus. Oh yeah, that's right. With the big screen TV. And then he went to New York every week. Yes, too. That happened. That was here. That was real. That's a good. Ma- that's a good way to maximize your time. Yes. Live live two hours away in traffic and fly to New York on your off day. That was real. That happened. That happened. Uh, this podcast just happened. Follow us on Twitter at Adam Hogue, at Adam Johns. Read us at WGNRadio.com slash Bears, theathletic.com, or on the Athletic app. Please rate and review the pod. We appreciate you doing that. We will talk to you, I think, from Decatur. Matt Nagy, Ryan Pace, their press conference coming up. We'll be there. And uh, Carlos Santos.